One, prepare. We're not prepared. Check that off the list. Take two stays over. Not happening. Welcome to the best kind of worst. No, no one fucking cares. Everyone cares. Who? I care. Dick suck. So there I am in the parking lot, underwear and a guinea. Hang out in the backseat of a 7-Eleven. It's an ammo! We might die. So you want to talk about those lesbians? We need a Bay update. I slept on the fucking tile! Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. Fuck yeah. Oh god. That's so how you fine. ring in the fucking holiday season. Yeah, well, I uh I had to think of something to bring us in for our guest today. Hell yeah. And he's always talking about Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> what's so, up guys? So uh what's this episode twenty six? Twenty six. Twenty six. We got uh my buddy David on. David Melendez. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, man. Both of you. Thanks for, I uh, really appreciate uh, you guys having me on. Anytime. Open door policy. Yeah, for sure. It's Thanks like for a, coming on. It's like a brothel, only it's free. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not getting any kind of sexual favors. <laughs> I mean, let's not throw it out the window just yet. I left it open. I wasn't, you, you heard it in my voice. I wasn't firm. I was just throwing it out there. All no, right. <laughs> but maybe. But maybe. All no, right. but maybe. What's going on? Oh, uh, not much. Not much. Uh, how was your week? Uneventful. Uh, well, I guess it was a kind of eventful. It was pretty eventful, yeah, wasn't it? I had uh, had Ing in town. Yeah, yeah. She uh, departed on Thursday. I pulled my fucking back out. Because uh, you're old? Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. I literally, you, you called me at like 447. Yeah. Like, you want to go to the gym? And it was Tuesday morning. Yeah, Tuesday morning. And I was like, ah. And you had Matt in town. I was like, let's just take a a day off. Yeah. I sit up because Sister Bay heard me, and she she was like, oh, if you're up, let's go pee. And uh, I sat up, and my whole back lit up. And I immediately went right back down. Hmm. And I've been nearly uh, wheelchair-bound for... Five days. Uh, there's a, a bruise. There's busted blood vessels. I don't know what the All fuck I did. All from sitting up in bed. From sitting up. Fast forward six hours later, I think I pissed out a kidney stone. <laughs> Honestly, that if, if that's not the universe telling me, hey, you going to skip another day at the You're gym? You're old. No, no, it's telling you. This is what happens when you skip a day at the gym. Don't let it happen again. I guess. Uh, and that, that, that was essentially uh, the whole... Uh, that was the rest of the week was your back. <coughs> was my back studying, taking uh, taking Ing around town a little bit. Yep. Her her friend was in town, so she saw her for a day. Yep. She rode off in the sunset on Thursday night. Nice. Good, good. Yep. Shit doesn't get easier. Oh, know? sure. Well, yeah, when you're yeah long distance relationship. Shit doesn't get any easier. They're lying to you if they tell you it gets easier, it doesn't. 
<laughs> but uh, my one relationship advice is that I always say is if it's worth it, make it work, and that's it. You're damn right. I don't have any. You're damn right. You're damn right. You're damn right. I'm not worth any other advice. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, awesome. you. What was your week? Uh, pretty easy week. Just uh, had Matt in town, so it was just a lot of uh, eating and drinking. Didn't uh, did a little bit of work. Made some money this week. But now, uh, now speaking of eating and drinking, you you ate a uh, a, a two pound steak one night. Uh, just shy of two pound. Now that was a bone in ribeye, but yeah, we uh, we grilled up a couple steaks, and um, they were both about one and three quarter pounds. But at a bone, so it was probably a little over a pound of actual meat. You're still getting a solid 16 in you. Yeah, easy. Yeah. Plus, we had some bacon-wrapped scallops as an appetizer. Jesus Christ. Yeah, we went all out. It was a good time. Yeah, trying a lot get, of grilling. Trying to get that carnivore diet, son. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, but not really. Not really. But, uh, yeah, it was good. It was good. Just nothing uh, crazy eventful. Hit a bunch of breweries. Went to the Do- the Dolly Museum. Uh, did a bunch of grilling. Pretty pretty good week. It's good. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so we got David on. Now, uh, how we want to break into this? Director, cinema. What kind of actor? What, what what do we call you? Director, cinematographer? No, I'm not a. Uh I'm not a cinematographer. I think I would offend Ryan that if, uh, <laughs> yeah. if I would call myself a cinematographer. Um, I'm a I'm a independent filmmaker uh, here in Florida, and um, just making movies, hanging out, chilling, <laughs> hanging out, chilling, <laughs> just trying to make movies. Um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm glad you guys had me on. Uh, I just finished up a uh, a movie that got into a uh, film festival here and. Just wanted to talk about it a little bit with you guys and see how it goes. Uh, Ryan worked on it as well. He was the cinematographer on the movie. Yeah. So, yep, uh, yep, yep. Mr. Uh, impressive over here. <laughs> uh, multitasking. So, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, you just got done telling me essentially what you did, and I still, you know, it's just I'm, I'm a novice on it, so I don't know a whole lot. So, yeah. It's yeah, he'd be well. the, uh, the writer, director, producer type. Yeah, there's a lot of... Um, a lot of, I guess, moving parts to uh, making a movie. So there's a lot of different positions and roles. And I'm, um, you know, most people know what directing, writing, producing is usually. Um, kind of. Kind of, right. Um, especially <laughs> directing and writing. Um, but then, there, you know, like for like when, some, when people hear DP or, or director photography, they don't really know what the responsibilities are. And so it's, you know becomes a very interesting conversation as far as, you know, people's responsibilities and, and, and what they have to do to make a movie all the way. It, it just trickles down to a whole, so many different positions and what, and what people do. So, Yeah. And the, the bigger the budgets you get, the, the bigger the crews and the more people and more responsibilities. Right. Now, do you want to give a, a kind of a synopsis of the movie? That way the, yeah, sure. Um, so I, uh, I wrote a, a movie with a very good friend of mine that uh, Ryan knows as well named Robert Manrique. Um, we had uh, been talking about doing an anthology because just uh, sometime last, at the end of last year, there was a distributor that had picked up uh, five of our previous short films 
and they bundled it together and they kicked it back and they said, hey, you know, come up with a name for an anthology. Um, so it was just kind of something that was kind of rushed together to get out there. Um, and after that, I said, well, what if we, why don't we do an anthology that we actually plan to do? And so I had decided to do one based on true crime because I do enjoy um, reading about true crime. Um, I mean, I know it's unfortunate events, of course, but, um, you know, I, I think a lot of people are interested in true crime. I mean, you go to the, to the library to a bookstore or on Amazon and you see a whole category on just true crime. Um, so I wanted to do an anthology on it. So working with Rob in the past, um, he's an excellent writer. Uh, so we collaborated and he had asked me if, um, if I knew about uh, a case that was, you know, that's arguably America's first school, school shooting that happened in 1979. And um, I said I did. And so we just put our heads together and started doing some research. And he had written a first draft and we just started kicking the draft of the screenplay back and forth uh, all the way up until we decided to go into production and put a team together and cast it and shoot it. And we just wrapped up, um, I don't know, back in, I think it was back in October. Um, mm -hmm. And we had submitted it to uh, quite a few film festivals. And the first one uh, that we had submitted to, which is called the Tampa Bay Underground Film Festival, accepted it. And we're having our world premiere on December 8th here in Tampa. Yeah, next uh, week week from today. Actually. A week from today, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Um, and just to kind of tell you something about it, I mean, the movie's titled Cleveland. Um, it's based on a true crime, uh, actually based on um, this girl, this young 16-year-old girl named Brenda Spencer who had uh, fired at a, at a elementary school. Um, and I just kind of kind of leave it like that you know what i mean yeah. it's it's it's, yeah. it, it's a film short so it's it's 15 minutes um and like i said it's 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 a tragic event that happened and it's it's kind of be our introduction to our anthology which is going to be called american uh, tragedy uh which is going to be an anthology of true crime so and that's going to be the one that's going to kick it off so yeah i i i got the privilege just to watch it uh in an early edition of it and uh, it was it was great. Uh, Thank you. Now a film short is that is fifteen minutes that normal is that the normal length or is there like a an unwritten rule on length of the movie? Uh, that's a great question. Um, a, a movie could be. You're good. We're good. Yeah, yeah. I was just checking something. Saving battery. <laughs> A movie could be uh, as long as you want it to be. So, I mean, there's movies. You can make a movie that's a second long. Um, you know, there are in the in the business, I guess you can say, there are some standards. Uh, usually standards of runtime is based on marketing and, and how stuff gets distributed. Because uh, let's just face it, you know, if you're going to make a six-hour movie, good luck getting people. Yeah. Unless you like Scorsese, you can make a three, four-hour movie, you get engaged in. Everybody obviously. will watch it. But usually, you know, uh, for for short films, um, if you stay within the 15-minute range, it's a pretty good range, 10 to 15 minutes. Um, that's a good spot to get into film festivals because it doesn't take up a lot of time because um, film festivals, plays they play hundreds of movies. So 
uh, you know, the shorter they are, the more they can squeeze into their uh, to their to their time blocks. Um, and on feature films, usually they run ninety minutes to two hours. Um, again, just depending on the genre, I mean, we can we could spend an hour talking about uh, length of movies. Yeah. Usually, like horror films are, they'll run safe like eighty to ninety minutes, um, and then you get dramas that run two hours, sometimes a little over two hours. So it's it's just dependent on the genre and the subject matter and. You know, if you get the movie out there, you know, if, if you have a good producer, they'll advise you um, early on just based on the sc- how long your screenplay is, is, is are you going to be able to keep your audience engaged long enough? You know, do we really need to make this movie two hours? So they'll cut it down to 90 minutes. In this particular case, um, the script was, I think the script was 10 pages. 10 pages, yeah. Yeah. And it became a 15 minutes because we had, you know, we had drawn out. There's, there's yeah. pacing for beats and, oh, yeah. you know, pauses for, you know, um, making sure the, the feeling and the, the mood is coming across the way you want it to. Yeah, because you had told me previously, basically one one page of script equates to uh, roughly one minute. Yes, that's your that's your standard that's, key. Yeah. One page is one minute. Uh, but depending on how much dialogue versus action there is on that page and again pacing of the movie whereas like a an action movie is going to go by a lot quicker whereas this is more of a drama so things are a little more paced out so you actually you know we actually extended the movie by about five five minutes from what you would think it would have been about you know just looking at the script and to the scorsese comment i think uh, i think we talked about this a few weeks ago i think movies are getting longer i see a lot because i remember as a kid if you hit two hours, that was a long movie. And I feel like yeah. every movie I see now is two hours. Or pretty damn close. You know, I think yeah. every Marvel film now is standard is two and a half hours almost. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and I can only imagine how long, like, the first early drafts of these screenplays are probably a lot massive. I mean, yeah. you know, movies like that, like these uh, these comic book movies, they're so enriched with so many characters, so much background. So I'm sure these teams, they, they sit and they... You know, they kind of duke out as far as what's going to stay and what's going to get cut out because you have so much background and so many characters in one story. How much are you going to cover? And then when you start making sequels on it, you know, it's there's, there's just so much to cover. So, I mean, we've seen what I think these superhero movies are what, like two and a half hours sometimes. Yeah, yeah, two yeah. Hours I think minutes. the standard yeah. now is like two, two hours, 220. Yeah, yeah, about yeah. It, right yeah. there from and, two to two and a half. And you got to assume they've got probably quite a handful of scenes that have probably been cut out you know so you mm-hmm. got to figure it's probably a over at least a 200 page script and they yeah. always do you the know, mid credit more. and then the end credit scenes to give you teasers for future movies so yep. yeah. you're forced to sit i mean not forced but i mean yeah but most people you're do. not going to get yeah. up yeah you, you I mean, get those you, two you, idiots you already have time, a built-in audience for for movies like that so mm-hmm. they could get away with it and plus people are so engaged in it and so into it that the, that those two hours, two and a half hours, they just yeah, they just go by and they well, and they know what to expect. Well, the thing too is they're they're just shoving action in your face the most of the time. So mm-hmm. when you have that, it tends to go by fairly quick. Whereas when you have a two to three hour dialogue movie, you tend to feel it a little bit more on how long you're sitting there. I'd yeah, much absolutely. rather see a two and a half hour drama than a than a than a Marvel oh, movie just because I feel like it's an algebraic equation: A plus B equals C. You know. We're gonna we're gonna lose in the beginning. Well, we'll win the beginning, lose the middle, and then come out in the end. You know, with you the exception, much know what's gonna happen. With the exception of the last one. Yeah, that, that's interesting. Like like when you had, you know, earlier we were talking about well, just briefly on directing and producing, right? Um, 
you know, a, a good producer can figure out, I mean, usually producers are going to look at, you know, what's, what's the, the more asses you can put in seats. I mean, that's, that's what they're going to go for. Well, I mean, you, you have creative producers and you have business producers, um, and, and you have distributors and then you have studios. So there, there's so many factors that come into play that if you try to pitch a two and a half hour drama, it, it better be damn good yeah. and, and it better keep people. And if it's just going to keep one out of 10 people engaged, then they're probably just going to pass. Not worth it. It. So yeah. it's, that's what makes it so difficult. So when you have, that's why these days you have so many remakes and superhero movies, you already have a built-in audience for it that people are going to go regardless um, so they can get away with a lot of that. Um, and like what Ryan was saying, that there's a lot of action sequences and a lot of cool stuff, so people are just going to stay and, and and watch it. Keeps you entertained, even if it's not necessarily the greatest story in the world. You know, they, they throw a lot of fast action in you in your face to keep you entertained at least. So the runtime for Cleveland was right at about 15 minutes, a little right over 15. There. Right around 15. How, right. how long does that take to shoot? Well, we shot, uh, it was three shooting days for this movie. So we shot one day um, for the opening sequence of the movie, and then the rest of the movie was the uh, was two days for it. And you shot it here locally? Yeah, we shot it in Tampa. Uh, so we shot it, uh, one in Tampa, and the other one was in, I think it was... Or was it? Is was it Dunedin or just uh, just past? No, Dunedin? it was Pinellas County, but yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember uh, the no, town. I, I think it was Lakeland. No, it wasn't. No, Lakeland. not Lakeland. My bad. Yeah, I think I had to hire a Lakeland police officer for the Lakeland. Was it? We were I think we so. Up there. Yeah. No, we were in Pinellas though, but I think the jurisdiction was interesting. Oh, I could be. Yeah, I could be totally the off. Damn county. Yeah, I don't think that's. I don't think Lakeland's right. But yeah, it was. Lakeland would be like Pasco Polk, right? Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm totally. I'm totally off. It's on probably it. yeah. uh, actually. I got it right here. I think. Um, of course, it's not going to tell me the city. It's just telling me the. Telling me the longitude, latitude. Uh, maybe Pinellas Park. P Park. Was it in? Yeah, no. I'm just trying to. Re- I don't know why I kept thinking Lakeland. Um, I, I'm just trying to visualize. I, I just it remember was at it. the at the Lake Park there. Oh, that's it's right. Largo. Yeah, Largo, Largo. That's what it was. Yeah, My it was bad. Not Lakeland. Yeah, totally off. So much I know. <laughs> yeah, Lakeland's the other way. <laughs> so I'm like, it wasn't Lakeland. We didn't go out there. No, no. Yeah, that's Largo. Definitely local. Largo. My bad. Yeah, and, it was um, Largo. And yeah. do you have to petition like the county or the city to allow you to shoot in some of these areas? Are you renting some of these places out? Um, well, it's, you know, these things are, they're independent movies, so you try to, to spend, you try to save as much money as you can. So in this particular case, um, free is always good. So free locations and stuff. So, you know, if you're going to shoot somewhere that's owned by the city or the county, you could technically, you don't have to pay for it. I mean, your, your tax dollars pay for that. The only thing you do have to provide is insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, so if anybody gets hurt, uh, it's just basically the you can't sue the city, um, and you have to pull uh, permits, and you got to, that, and that's where you got to pull a permit for it. Um, so in this case, we shot um, one day. We shot in Largo was at the, um, and I forgot the name of the park. Eagle was, Lake Park. Eagle Lake Park. Uh, they have a big mansion out there. It's a. Uh, it's like an old farmhouse, yeah. like an old farm mansion. Yeah. So we shot there. Uh, obviously, we had to draw a permit for it, which was a. I, that was the biggest, yeah. That was the biggest challenge I've ever had to pull a permit, um, and it was there was just a lot of factors behind it on the location. Um, so we, we we did get a permit for it. We didn't have to pay for it, obviously. Um, and then the other days we shot in Tampa, and uh, someone, uh, a friend of ours, was nice enough to lend us her business 
uh, where they actually sell, I think, um, windshields. Auto glass, yeah. yeah. Okay. Auto glass, yeah. So but for that, look- it's a bit easier because it's a private type establishment. Yeah. As long as you get permission, you can you can shoot. Yeah. Yeah. So she let us use the place. Uh, so we shot there for two days on a on a weekend on Saturday and Sunday. Now, in terms of funding, since it's a since it's a, a private film, are you getting funding, or are y'all funding this yourself? No, we I funded it myself. Actually, um, that's the you know there's, there's pros and cons to independent filmmaking. I mean, one of the con, one of the pros is that you could you have all the creative freedom that you have. Yep. Um, but one of the cons is you got to you got to pay for it. So you know there's there's not a whole lot of budget. So there's stuff you got to pay for. Um, like food for crew for cast and crew, and there's sometimes there's props. props. So it just depends on what, um, on what it is. I mean, obviously you plan it out before you go out and shoot. And in this particular case, it's it is a period piece, um, which that can get expensive. But we I, I stayed away from um, a lot of stuff. So, but there was some props that were from the 70s. So that luckily, we kind of it was only the 70s, so the clothing wasn't like a huge big deal. Um, it's not like a period piece where we had to go and find these extravagant outfits or something, right. but there were some props, specific type props that we had to find to kind of match that era. Um, and of course that costs money. Yeah. And sometimes it's, it's not cheap. So, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll give you an example. I mean, there's, there's a scene in the movie where, where the girl is, she's, she's in her house and, you know, this, this tragic incident where her, you know, she she had already had fired her weapon and a reporter calls the her house and she picks up the phone and she talks to him um that telephone you know since it's going to be in the shot uh pretty close so you want to get something as accurate as possible so you go online you know your eBay and Amazon is your best friend you go on eBay you find a telephone from the 1970s that you know most kids these days don't know don't know what that looks like. Yeah, she can't pick up a digital LCD cordless phone. Yeah, and the and the damn phone ends up costing more than when you get an iPhone today. <laughs> yeah. So it's like you know, then then for them to ship it, stuff like that. But you know, that's um that's just part of the, uh, you know, that's just part of the movie making process. And there's wardrobe and stuff like that. So you just try to get stuff as much as possible from friends and family, um, or from connections that you or have. From the talent, if they have, you yeah. know, like wardrobe that'll fit the fit the scene yeah exactly you just kind of reach out to everybody and reach just, out to yeah. sister vintage yeah that is a good idea to keep in mind um yeah. next time if we need clothing she has like a a vintage type um clothing shop going on right now oh, so nice definitely something that we can utilize and if you're the, looking for something specific she's usually she can find she something. knows you know she knows bunch of she goes to all these like flea market type events and clothing yeah. events to, you know, sell this like vintage type clothing. So that's cool. She yeah, knows the. I was, trying to know. fi- I was trying to think of the right word to say. She knows the outlets to like procure these yeah. things. Yeah, she knows the outlets. She knows other people doing it. So definitely something that we can keep in our back pocket yeah. for next time. Yeah. I know uh, uh, Ryan and I have spent an afternoon at the flea market. Yeah, uh, walking around trying Actually, to find stuff. Is that where we you ran saw into her, her there? Oh, that's her. Yeah, okay. yeah. I saw her All there. Right. Remember? All right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I remember yep, yep, now. Yep. She just yeah. didn't have anything that we needed for that piece. That's right. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's actually where we saw her. Yeah, because she just t- she t- she texted me that day. She's like, I just ran into Matt. Yeah. Holy. She calls me Matt. 
She calls you man. Yeah. <laughs> not really sure why. But uh so not even close. Because I look like a man, I think she told me. I'm like, <laughs> no, okay, I'm I guess call you whatever man. that means. What the fuck? What does that, <laughs> even, what does that mean? even mean? I don't know. <laughs> Funny though. Now you said you drew inspiration because you enjoyed uh crime dramas and and, and kind of those real life portrayals. Yeah. I mean I mean to your credit, there's a reason why Law and Order is still around, you know? Right. What is it? Tw- twenty eight seasons. Yeah, and there's spin offs on it yeah. and everything. Oh, yeah. So yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, there's actually there was actually a Law and Order one that just they just did like uh, maybe like two months ago about the uh, about the Menendez. The Menendez, brothers. the one the one case, right? Yep. Yeah, the whole thing was yeah. like a miniseries based yeah. just on that case. So I think you know it's it's one thing that I know that you know before we went into this, you know, m- one of my biggest worries was like, you know, I, I just don't want to come off as a person that's trying to glorify these crimes or glorify these people that are doing them. I think. Um, you know, audiences find it interesting as, again, that's to why we watch so many documentaries. You can go on Netflix and search serial killers and, and true crime stories. And How to Make find a Murderer. Uh, How to Make a Murderer is, is another one. Mindhunter is another one, yeah. The Mindhunter is fantastic. Uh, yeah. yeah. The um, the OJ trial that that, that yeah. showed that OJ, the, the people versus the people yeah. versus OJ. That's OJ actually that was made by the guys who did um, American Horror Story. Yeah. So they yeah. did American Crime Ryan, Story. Ryan Murphy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They did American Crime Story. I think there's something to taking that one that one case and instead of like you know Law and Order usually it's every episode. Every episode. I like like the for me the first show I noticed that did that was the killing. Back about six or seven years ago, yeah, I never did that watch never that. it really never got traction. Ended up getting mm. canceled after I heard like the it was third good. season. I never watched it. It was lovely, and it was one case, and it and it went nearly two seasons. Mm. And I, two episodes in, you think it's this person, then three more episodes go by. You're, it was great, and I think there's something to that where it's instead of just wrapping it up in one, you know, one hour, forty four minutes. Yeah, you know, really yeah. taking you down the path. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, they got. Uh, there's there's so much content out there where you can do um or that you can watch um sometimes i'll just get so hooked on it i know netflix did one i don't know if it was them that produced it and there's one called i am a killer where they just basically interviewed there's 10 episodes and each episode they just interview a person that has done this some 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 huge violent crime. Yeah, I have and it in my list. I haven't watched it's great. it. Great. I, I think mean, it is a. a Netflix I mean, again, original. I say it's great. I mean, it's 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 you know it's obviously it's, it's, it's all set up for entertainment. But again, like I was I was so adamant about let's not try to make it look like we are it's not glorifying that we're this. not glorifying it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think it's just interesting seeing. I think most people that enjoy watching it, like myself, is we we try to watch like you know you hear or or you read about some crazy crime that someone did and then they're just sitting in front of them and you know they're sitting in front of you on your tv and they're just kind of talking to you about what they had for breakfast what made them angry that day normal person yeah yeah so i think that's that's one of the fascinations right there and and i think ever since uh you know what one of the most famous killers was jack the ripper ever since then i think that's what kind of you know started it off and even to this day they still talk about Jack the Ripper and, yeah, and, and all these killers even, and, and all kinds yeah. of all, all different stuff. Everything from not just violent crime, but even embezzlement stories um, and people who do white collar crimes. I mean, there's a ton of documentaries out there. Yeah. Well, why do we watch it? You know, yep. it's just I, I think we just find it interesting, especially myself. Just find it so interesting how people get away with stuff or how they how do they get caught? Um, you know, that's I think that's the fascination of it. So that's what inspired me to kind of 
go in there. And there's also something about it being, you know, a true story. I think people watch something that's a true story. It makes it more interesting because it happened. Um, and I mean, obviously some of it's dramatized. I mean, it has to be for a movie, but I think that also intrigues people to want to watch as well. Yeah. No, I, I wholeheartedly agree. I lost so much train of thought. That's <laughs> oh, all good. Oh, my knee was killing. I lost so much train of thought. Uh, and I know one thing that you had mentioned to me quite a few times in the process of making the movie is you also didn't want to make a stance with it. Yeah, that was a big uh, that was a big deal for me. I, I didn't want to make a couple of the early drafts of the movie. Um, there was well, let me put it, let me see if I can sum it up this way. There's no opinion. I don't portray opinion on it um, as as to why people think why this young girl picked up a rifle one day decided decided to fire at element at an elementary school across the street. Um, you know, the only reason she gave was that she didn't like Mondays. And, you know, obviously back when it took place in 79, it, it, it had a lot of media coverage, obviously. Um, and there's always going to be opinion from the media. So I just didn't want to make this movie where, why I thought she did it or looking or reading, you know, reading media coverage and interpreting what, or taking their interpretation and putting it in the movie as to why she did it. I just wanted to keep it as universal as possible so that when people watch it, they can make up their own decision or at least strike up the conversation as to like, you know, why, why did she do this? Or, you know, they'll probably end up looking it up, after the movie and, and reading yeah. the case on their own. So I figure it's already, the information's out there. there. Once you find it, there's you no want reason to stay to neutral. Me. I didn't, uh, yeah. up until seeing it, I didn't know it was a related or based on a true story. Um, but yeah, there, there, there's something to that fine line, especially since it is a school shooting and it's such a polarizing topic today. You know, there is that fine line where you don't want to glorify it. You just want to, you want to be factual. Mm-hmm. Like this is, this is as close as we can give it based on what's known out there. And I think, I think you achieved that wonderfully. Thank you. Yeah. And there there are a lot of facts in there, but obviously, like you said, there's dramatization and a lot of it is also just what you kind of think, how it could have panned out. Exactly. Yeah. We got to fill in the blanks so that the average person will watch it, you know, we don't have every second, you know, they didn't have a, you know, a log of everything that was everything that happened second by second. Yeah. So you, you have to take some liberties just like any other film. But, um, I mean, how there many are a lot of accurate things? Yeah. I mean, the, the event, I mean, and that, and that's another uh, basic rule with, with, with filmmaking. I mean, there's really, when you see stuff that's based on a true story, it doesn't necessarily mean every single second you're watching is a true story. Even some of the stuff we talked about, like on the um, on American Crime Story with everything with OJ. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's in there that's factual, but there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of drama that is added in and just to of, make it more entertaining. A know? lot of it's yeah. biased. Yeah. There, that's, yeah. That's, that's, that, that was one of the biggest things I, think I wanted to stay away from. I can't think of one OJ Simpson either t- made for TV docu or Netflix docu or anything that there hasn't been like, okay, they're, they're trying to lead you one way. You know, I didn't see all of the the people versus OJ. Did you? Yeah, it was fantastic. Was it was it pointed one way or was it kind of down the middle? Um, it wasn't. 
I thought it was. Yeah, I thought. I mean, well, was, I think. I think they not, did a good job of balancing it. But I think then, they did a good job of showing you both sides. Yeah, but it it swayed. The reason why it was different, I thought, is because it it at least the way I interpreted it, it was is they swayed a lot to towards that he did do it. Yeah, that's yeah. just how I when I yeah. watched well, it. When you, you know, yeah, he also yeah. wrote a book titled. If I did it, if, if I, I did, did it, it. Yeah. But I did it was a different color. Yeah, exactly. So, it's you're not, just help, like, you're not you know. helping yourself there. Yeah, so that even that is still an interesting conversation. Like, did yeah. he did he do it or not? I mean, there's there was a um, there was this I I, I can't remember, but there there, there was a, a a famous crime author that um, that was in that court trial that wanted to write a book about the OJ trial and he saw all the evidence and according to him he's saying that the evidence was point it was clear as day that he did do it um but that the prosecution just kind of dropped the ball on it um so i mean there's there's we could again this is a case that we can spend three hours a whole day on talking about but it was just interesting how you're right about it being like the media being biased or an article being biased or an author being biased uh, with this particular movie. I didn't want any of that. I wanted to like, Hey, this happened. You know, you're like a fly in the wall to witness it. Um, and, and it's just kind of laid out there for you. And then you can just kind of like interpret it yourself, you know? And I feel like, I don't, I don't know if it's the advent of social media or Netflix or just the amount of content, but I think most people are aware of the biases now more than they ever have been. So when you do something and you 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 stay as close as you can to the middle, you know I think you endear yourself to them, and I think I think people have a more enjoyable time. I don't know. That's my take. Yeah, I mean, it, again, it's it's another interesting point because, like, you know, you talk to some people, and and their opinion is that, you know, they need resolution. You know, so sometimes the bias stuff works because yeah. people need that, that, you know, that bow on the top at the end. And it's like, OK, it's over. And I don't know. It's it's even even on shows that aren't that are all just uh, that are not based on true crimes. Like you look at, I mean, one of the famous ones was The Sopranos. I mean, yeah. When The Sopranos ended, you know, you either loved it or you hated it. Yeah. And when and the reason why people still talk about Sopranos is because the way it ended. But then you look at a show like um, Breaking Bad, like it's that, a clear cut that's ending. a clear cut ending. And there was so much conversation, people saying that, oh, they did it right. Not like the Sopranos. I'm like, good Lord, the Sopranos was like ended so many years ago. You guys are still, <laughs> still upset talking. about it. Are but you, are it's you like, coming back? Are you not coming back? What are you <laughs> doing? But in 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 Breaking Bad, like it was definite. Yeah. And sometimes, like, I, well, to me, my, my thing is, good. I think that most people need that when they watch a, a lot movie. Of people want answers. They need it. So I, with this particular movie, I was like, you know, well, let's just, you know, if, if I have my own opinions, let's just try to stay away from it and, and, and let's just present the movie for what it is and, and let just people just talk about it. And then they can do their own research. I mean, you can spend five minutes on your phone and look it up and, and read stuff about it and... You know, the whole thing, I, I, I just find it interesting because, again, it is um, a school shooting that happened in 1979. And, and in 1979, there was really no protocol for how to handle school shooting. You know, so it was, it was 20 years before the Columbine shooting. And I think the Columbine shooting um, changed all the protocols that yeah. we have today. Um, 
Columbine you know, and Sandy Hook. I mean, the, those Sandy Hook, yeah. But those in Columbine, the, the, the those kids they went to that school, yeah. so there was you know, and also it was it was covered by the media yeah. as well. You know what yeah. I mean? So we saw live shots of kids jumping out of windows yeah. and being rescued, and it was just chaotic. So now it's unfortunate. Now you hear about kids going through. When I was a kid, I was go through fire drills. Now there's active shooter drills, for goodness sake, yeah. in schools. Um, so in this particular case with uh, with this movie Cleveland, I just kind of, again, you know, that's why, you know, in, in some of the dialogue, it's just they just didn't know what exactly what to do in this particular case. So I think that um, if something like that were to happen today, I mean, it would get immediate coverage you know, obviously on our phones and on, on, on cable TV and, and immediately the media would start coming up with their own, because everybody's competing to give you the information first, even if it's yeah. an opinion, Yeah. you know, so they'll start researching people and they'll just say, this person, you know, is the one who's the active shooter and this is what they did. And it's like, you know, so it's, it's hard for people sometimes to come up with their own you know, with their own uh, with their own opinion, because they're just we're just inundated with so much opinions these days. And and you don't even know what to take as fast well, anymore. Well, there's no repercussion with Twitter. I mean, there's no like you could no just repercussion with fucking the news. That, that's what I'm right? saying. That's what I'm saying. Because <laughs> you could just tweet something out, and if you're wrong, who cares? Like like that, it, you're not going to go say I'm sorry. Right. You're not going to retract your statement. It, it's out there. Who cares? And that's just translated over to media now. You could literally say a close Anything to whatever you, you want. want. Yeah. Yeah. I mean pretty damn close and get away and, with and, it. And to your point, I, we still, to this day, don't know how to handle a school shooter. With the last shooting in Florida, with the sheriff's office not going in, yeah. maybe going in, all being told to stand down. I mean... Yeah, and then you get one story and then all of a sudden some video surveillance pops up like, well, that doesn't really go with your story. <laughs> yeah, so, it doesn't go with the story. And then, you know, it, there's just so many factors and, and uh, I don't know, it's just become such a whirlwind um, for these tragic events, you know what I mean? And, and, and you're right. I mean, I, they do have protocols in place, but I think it's, it's kind of like this thing is you keep practicing for a drill, but then when it goes live, it's like, you know, it's, oh, it's, it's a completely it's, different it's thing. The, it's the real yeah. deal. You yeah. know what I mean? So you can practice for stuff, but until you're actually faced with it, um, you know, you don't necessarily know how to handle it. You know, I mean, what, yeah. what, what do you do? Put a fence up around the school, have, you know, TSA at every school. It's, you know, that now you're you're going, well, what are we doing here now? Yeah. You know, schools right. implemented the whole clear backpack, you know. Yeah. There's, there's so many different things now. And, and, and the cost that, you know, that's the burden of the cost that's putting on our on our tax dollars to try yeah. to, you know, it just, we keep swaying away from, well, did we forget about, like, we need to educate our kids too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So now we're just spending all this time on, for goodness sake, trying to, you know, it's supposed to be the safest one, the safest alive. place to be. And then now it's just become a whole terror zone um, uh, of people wanting to do these, these, uh, these crazy crimes. Um, so yeah, I mean back then in '79, there they, there was no protocol. There was just like you know, um, there's an act. There's somebody shooting at the school. And on top of that, there were three factors. There's one is is is, is somebody's firing against. They're they're firing at elementary school kids. One, two, when they find out that it's a 16 year old, and then three, they find out that it's a female. 
So everything was off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like usually, you know, you think about violent crime. It's male. Male white male. Yeah. You know what white I mean? Male. For the most Mostly part. Mostly a white male. Most of the time it's a white male. Um, and in this case, it was just, I mean, she was a white female, but still a 16-year-old girl. Yeah. Like what possesses a girl to do that, it's to think about different. it? different. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, there were so many different things. So when, um, you know, th- there was a standoff at the house, they just didn't. You know, I think today they, yeah, they, they, they didn't know what to do. Yeah, there's protocols where you you, you just raid in, you just you, you nip you know you nip it, and then either the person gets taken down or they get arrested. Well, because now you, you have know? this, you have the police SWAT that have the gear, mm-hmm. and it's more safe for them. That's it. We've had a lot of uh, advancements since 1979 as well. That's helped that, but yeah. a lot of it does come from the experience of more and more of these things happening. Yeah. Now, yeah. did you have? Did you? For the for the factual parts of this, did you rely on newspapers or a book or yeah the, the the majority of I would say about seventy five percent of the the stuff that I looked up was in um in the parole hearings uh, so the shooter Brenda Spencer she had I think believe she's had four parole hearings and she, uh, since then. And you can actually pull those documents online and downloaded them. And it, 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 there was actually a lot more information there than I thought. So there was just from uh, from people testifying and then people testifying about the actual case. Um, there's documents from the, you know, from the police department all stored in there. So there was a lot of information on the stuff that she said, how she acted and so we 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 went through like hundreds and hundreds of documents and brought it down to a 15 minute story um in that case. So yeah, the factual pieces were all from 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 mainly that. And I know I know that Rob had told me that um he did some research on some crime books that were out there um uh one in particular um that he said that was interesting on 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 her whole uh, demeanor after she was arrested. So some of that was in there um, where it just seems like she had no empathy, which, which she didn't. I mean, she didn't have no empathy for what she did, obviously. You're shooting across at elementary school. Yeah. You, you can't. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, all that stuff came from that. And then going after draft, after draft, after draft of the screenplay to finally come up to what we were happy with and then decide to, okay, we're going to go and cast and shoot this thing. Um. Do they try for insanity in the, I'm assuming her lawyers? No. Um, In her particular case, again, this was a very interesting case because they didn't know how to handle it. So she was given what's called an indeterminate sentence, which which means that um, she can be let out any time. Wow. So there's no determined as far as like, okay, you got five life sentences. Let's just say somebody gets four or five life sentences. They're going to spend the rest of their life in prison, right? Uh, Or somebody gets 10 years, you know, 10 years with, you know, the possibility of getting out in five. In her case, it was an indeterminate, it was indetermined for 25 years. An indeterminate amount. Yeah. Yeah. So it was interesting. So it was very controversial back then because they they didn't know how to handle it. And the fact that she was a kid, she was tried as an adult also, so... Oh, she's, I mean, like, here's, here's some bias. She was close enough. <laughs> right, right. At 16. <laughs> she was close yeah. enough. She was yeah. close. Um, now, what's the, 
when you're coming together to develop this, what's the first thing you do? Because obviously it's not, you don't just go right into writing. What is it? Is it storyboarding or just brainstorming or what is your method? Yeah, well, brainstorming is a, is a big thing. So what I usually do is, is we talk and we talk and, and talk some more and then we start taking notes. Um, and then once we get that inspiration to move forward, then we'll start doing research. And then I, I personally, I like to go right into a script. I mean, usually a first draft of the script is not all that great, but at least you get your components in there. Some people would write like what's called a treatment which is a treatment is just a highlight of a script. Um, but you can have a treatment that's like 200 pages sometimes. So, um, and then from well, so that, write the script. Yeah. Well, sometimes, but well, sometimes you can't like a treatment. Well, yeah, you can sometimes. go, you can go and write a whole background story oh, of, of a character. Yeah. And then you're not going to put that into the screenplay. But so. it sets the tone for what you're trying to write. Yeah. So I usually go into, I mean, I've written treatments too, but in this particular case, since I knew it was going to be a, a film short, um, we just got into uh, just getting right into the script and then just, just bouncing it back and forth. And once that's done um, and, and locking it, then we go in and we start getting a crew together. Like your main your main set for crew, just start, start hitting people up, like who's going to shoot it. Um, uh, especially stuff, especially uh, roles on the crew that's, that's not that I don't want to say for critical roles because every role is important on the crew, but but not you know, in the pre-production process where you're planning stuff, right? I so think is like what like you mean. like well, yeah, exactly. Like one of the first things you know that I do is I, I find a cinematographer. So Ryan Ryan and I work great. We worked on on so so much stuff over so many years. Um, Shout out so, El Jefe. <laughs> that's old school. That's going way back. Um, so, you know, you find a cinematographer because usually a cinematographer and a director on a set, they're going to be, you know, to the hip, tied to the hip together. Um, and then from there, you just start building up as you get closer to your shoot schedule. You start building up more and more uh, the finishing touches to your to the rest of your crew. Um, one of the first things I like to do as well during pre-production is I always like to cast, especially the main role to get an actor or an actress attached to the screenplay um, off the bat, getting them excited about it. Um, in this particular case for Cleveland, we had um, we had 200 people audition for this movie. Wow. Um, so we had about, it was over 100 young girls that auditioned for Brenda. And then there was about, I think there was about 80 people that auditioned for the role of the detective that interrogated her. Now, do you just send these into agencies and locally? That, uh, uh, sometimes, and again, if you yes, sometimes, and and this for this particular movie, um, I just put an ad out, and it's, it's social media is your friend. Again, it's you try to keep your costs down. So I usually do the thing in waves. So if, for example, if I just put stuff out on social media and say, hey, we're casting for this movie, um, if if there's two factors, if one, if we don't get a a, a good amount of people responding. Or if people who send in auditions are don't fit the part or I can't find to fill it, um, then you start you go to another tier. You go to like, you know, uh, casting agency or casting agency websites, stuff like that that you can do. That was weird. Because, <laughs> um, I mean, you, you did a, You did an excellent job casting Brianna because Brenda, Brenda, excuse Brenda, me. Brenda, Brenda. Yeah. I don't know why I said Brianna. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm awful with names. Um, seeing a picture of her in real life. It, it's pr- yeah, 
There's a yeah. there's a stark resemblance. It's a resemblance. Yeah, for she sure. she actually the uh, the actress's name is Susanna Mata. Uh, I I thought she was fantastic. Um, we we went yeah. the process that we did was we had people. First of all, we had people contact us and saying, "Hey, I'm interested to audition." After you put out the casting information of what it is that we're looking for, as far as like age range, you know, female, male, or whatever, you know, sometimes um, even a specific look. Yeah, you know, depending on what it is. Yeah, and 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 Brenda was, she has a unique look. I mean, she's she's as far as a unique look for a movie like, um, she was a redhead with a lot of freckles. Yeah. Um, so I knew that it was going to be, I didn't want to put a casting call out and saying, Hey, we're only looking for a 16 year old girl with red hair and freckles. Just put the picture of the Wendy's lady on there. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> because forget it, because then people are not going to respond. So, um, or, or the only people that are respond, you know, w- w- you have better odds than just getting it, it out there. It takes your window and closes it, you know. Seven eighths of the way. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I didn't, I didn't want to. Here's the deal: like I didn't want to. What's the right word? Like, pigeonhole. I, I not only we're not pigeonhole, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to lose the opportunity in working with somebody that I thought was really good because they didn't have red hair. Gotcha. You know what yeah. I mean? So we just we. I didn't even put that in the description. I just put a young girl between the ages of sixteen. I think I put like age fourteen all the way to twenty five because there's people who are. There's, there's that girls look like that look like they're young, so I just left it open there. So many, um, even ethnicity, so many. even ethnicity. I, I, I left yeah. it open. Yeah. Um, it just didn't matter to me. So um, once we went through, so what happens is, is people they they respond to the ad, and we send them what's called a side or sides. And sides are basically is like two pages or three pages from a full script instead of sending them a whole script. And you give them, you know, a small part of the script and then they record themselves or they have somebody recording them doing those lines of that scene and then they record it and they send it to us and then we kind of filter through all those. Um, it was a big task. We had a lot yeah. of videos that yeah, we had submitted. So we go through and, and we weed out the ones that, you know, that, that don't fit, that we don't think will fit for the movie. Um, and then how many did we have in there? And then we did what was called the call, what's, what's called we, callbacks. I think we had it down to like what? 20 or 10? I think it was like 13 for the Brenda role. And yeah, maybe like seven. Because we did like 20 callbacks that one in one day, or That's like right. 17 callbacks yeah. in one day, and it was like 10 and 7 or 13 and 8. I don't know. It was something like that. I mean, we had almost 20, about 20 people yeah. on the callbacks so for it, both roles. Yeah. So like then, total. Then it's just basically going, and then and then you do a live callback where you set up a camera and we're all in the room and the actors will come in to actually and, meet them and, and coach we meet them. them. Yeah. And you could direct them, um, see how they their, take direction. Yeah. See how they can, uh, adapt to what you're looking for. Cause a lot of these people, you send them the sides, you don't, you can give them a little direction, but a lot of times you just want to see what they give you. What's right. their ter- interpretation of this, this script and this character. And from there, if you think they did good, whether it's what you're looking for specifically or not, you can still bring them back if they're, doing a good job at acting and you know giving you something decent to then you can say okay well i'm looking for something more along these lines of tone can you do that and if they can't do it well then you know they're probably not going to make it but you want to find somebody that can listen and you can work with comfortably yeah because we can all read the same thing right now and we'll all have a different different take on it yeah yeah. exactly um yeah most definitely 
and yeah, so you just like you were saying, you whittle it down, and then we did a callback, and I think it's actually kind of funny because Susanna, she was on the borderline there. Like we we put her in the callback, but we were like, oh, she was okay, yeah. but we didn't think it was what we were looking for. But we were like, well, let's have her come anyway because she did a good job, but it wasn't really what we wanted. Right. And I mean, these people get they had no direction, so they yeah. just got an email with the script. So they have to try to portray something, and again, it's it's not even the full script. They're yeah. just getting two or three pages, pages of a middle of a scene. They don't know anything. Um, but she had this, you know, I don't know. There was just something about her in the video that she had sent in that, um, that I thought was, you know, I don't know. I can't really explain it. It's just a, a process that I go through. You watch the videos like, like, you know, I'd like to see more of this person. Mm-hmm. You know, they, and I know that I cannot disqualify people because they don't know the screenplay. They don't yeah. know the story. And I also don't want to reveal the information either. Exactly. So it's like, OK, well, let's get her in. You know what I mean? So she made the call back. Um, uh, there was like what, what you said was 13. I think Something we narrowed like it down to 13, 12 or 13. And then it, it went all the way down to two to two girls. Yeah. And then I ultimately decided on Susanna. And again, Susanna is a. She, I mean, she really is at the time she was 16, so yeah. you know, so that helped. But she was, she was a blonde, she's short a blonde, blonde hair, she's short blonde hair, wow. you know. And and the characters got long red hair. And I was like, I'm not going to let you know the look, you know, determine what's you know that's gonna disqualify somebody because I thought she was. And they, when she did the callback uh, in front of us, I, I, I wrote a note over because Ryan was with me, yeah. And he was next to me, and I just kind of picked up my pen, and I wrote a note on the piece of paper to him to read, and I wrote, this girl is awesome. Yeah. And she did the scene. In she the, blew in us the, away. It, yeah. When her, even just her first her first sit-down audition in front of us, we were both like, All right, you know. I mean, we walked out of there going, she's probably going to get the part, but we're going to relook at everything, make yeah. sure it's what we want, make sure somebody else, you know, we're not missing something. I mean, we were pretty pretty confident when we walked out of there that she was in the top three at least yeah. you know yeah and then it eventually got narrowed down to two yeah and then it's yeah. just a matter it's like a lottery no not a lottery my bad it's just a matter of process of elimination yeah you just kind of whittle you know? it down pros and you, cons I mean, yeah. you really just you yeah. watch the auditions over and over you you again that now we have now we had you know over a hundred now we have 13 so now we go okay who's the best and then you kind of go okay we like these seven so now you're down to seven. You just kind of keep working your way down of what are we looking for? Who took good direction? Who fits the part the best? Who delivered the lines, you know, the most like we want it? I mean, there's all these different factors. Yeah. And some of it's really just like, well, she feels better than this one. You know, it's you just kind of got to take it yeah. as it comes. It's a tough process because you want, I mean, for me, I always root for actors. I mean, actors have it tough and having to go into a room with a bunch of strangers just staring yeah. at you while you do this and then you're hoping to get a part. And it's unfortunate. I mean, you can only cast one for the part. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, I, I was very happy with her performance. Um, the same with Essex, who played the... Um, his name is Essex O'Brien. Was the, uh, detective. Uh, he played the detective. And that, I mean, he had a very strong video submission. And then when he just came in, I was he, he did such a good job. Um, and then that was narrowed down to, I think two or three people as well but then i just kept leaning towards him and it just worked out i I thought it worked out fantastic i I was very happy with i mean that's really that's really that's why i couldn't explain it earlier i mean it's really this you almost know you know who 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 do you think is gonna is gonna work best for the part for the as the the person just watching there's 
you know, I, I'm going to make up half these words, but the isolation shots where it's just her, there's eye movement and facial expressions and corks that are just, you could tell are unique. Yeah. And it just, it fits. It just, it, it fits. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we talked a lot about, like, you know, I mean, here's the deal. Like, it, every director works different. Um, they have a different process. I mean, as far as for me, I always like to make sure that an actor feels that they can just give it their all. I, I don't like to tell people exactly how to, you know, how does a character portray to do everything? You know, I want them to lay out most of the opinion on that. Um, unless there's something very specific that the character does... Um, or that the character has to do, then, you know, that, that's, that's something different. But for the majority of the time, it's always like, you know, what do you think the character, how the character should be? And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, then I'll say something and then we'll change it up a bit because I mean, it's just, it's such a fine line with, with, with actors where, you know, you don't want to throw anybody off. You know, they're already under a lot of pressure already. You got a lot of people around, you got a lot of gear around, you got a lot of lights on you. You know, I don't want to go on in there and saying, you know, it makes somebody feel like, oh, well, you're not doing it right. And then all of a sudden, everything that they're going to do moving forward, they're going to, you know, they could be self-conscious about it. So I was trying to be very open with these uh, with these roles. Um, and I, I, I just think they both did fantastic. Because well, I think to, to play off that, directing is its own art form. And like you said, not being able to give them direction and try to get something different out of them that doesn't completely throw them off their game, you know? That's yeah. Exactly being being open to their own interpretation of your direction, right? Of course. Exactly. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Because so, I mean, if, if there's a certain way, I mean, if, if, if you're going to be a pain in the ass, a director, then now we start thinking, well then, you know, if I was an actor, I'd be like, well, listen, wouldn't you put this wig on and wouldn't you fucking do the role? Then? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So I always think about that because I know that it's hard to communicate a vision to so many different people and and also at a at a very limited time i mean there's so many moving parts to directing i mean you got a team of people that that you know that that need direction also as far as like and and then you got the rest of your team you know that nothing's going to move unless you know you're going to say we're going to move forward with it whether it's doing takes whether how shots look uh how the camera's going to move um you know, all that stuff is pre-planned, but when you're on set, it's like there's so many factors going on that you're under so much pressure that the last thing you want to do is throw one. I mean, you throw one thing off, it can completely screw everything up. You know what I mean? So, I mean, so I, I try to take it, um, you know, as as best as I can to try to get everything to go smooth. And at the end of the day, it's like to be happy with the footage that you got once once you finish it i mean is it you know faithful to what you wrote and, and how you wanted it to be you know so what is the what is your goal for the movie what is your your goal outcome well the goal was to again to make a compelling and strong story um i think that uh the character of brenda drives this story um and at the end of the day you know, it is going to be part of an anthology of true crime that we want to get distributed, which we already have a distributor that's interested in the project. But we have to finish the entire feature. Need four more shorts. Yeah, at least at least four. <laughs> at I least. mean, depending on the length, it could yeah. be five or six. Could be um, total five, six, seven yeah. movies. Yeah, it just depends on how long they are. Like Cleveland was supposed, to, you know, when you look at the script, it was ten minutes, and then it's, you know, again what Ryan was saying earlier about, um 
kind of drawing out reactions and stuff like that because it's it's a character driven story. So you know you want coverage of people responding uh, with facial expressions and, and how they're taking the information in because it because it, it is a drama. See their emotions. Yeah, exactly. So it, it it turned into a 15 minute movie, and then you know the next one could be 10 minutes long. You know, so the goal at the end of the day is to have a compelling. Uh, true crime, you know, uh, slate of movies that, you know, people might know the story or they might not. You know what I mean? And as far as with this one, I just I know that there isn't a lot of people that know about it. They don't. I, I, I would bet that maybe one person out of 10 people would know it off the bat. Yeah, I had no idea. I didn't know about it until you yeah. had told me. Yeah. And then you I immediately no just look it up. You just yeah. you just you just Google it and then boom, all the information, all the information is there. right there. You just yeah. didn't know anything about it. Yeah. So, you know, and again, in 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 the next uh, shorts that we're going to do again, we're, we're just trying to come up with stuff that's that's different. Um you know, again, like like in like in one of the shorts, we're we're planning on doing it from the from the from the perspective of the victim, um, as opposed to it being just about you know the the person who committed the crime. Um, so we're just gonna try different stuff, and 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 again, I I, I did wanted to make it, I I wanted to all to make it a narrative and not a documentary. That was another conversation that I had with Rob in the beginning. So are we gonna do a documentary style or are we going to do you know there's a there's also a what's called a docudrama, docudrama where you do narrative mixed in with with documentary and i was mm-hmm. like we want to make this a narrative so you know and then also the narrative also gives you some freedom as far as like well you know that didn't really happen exactly but you can yeah. kind of put it in there because again leeway. it's just gonna it's gonna help drive the story it's just what you got to do i mean it's the same with um with books that are that are uh, adapted into screenplays, I mean, people say it all the time. Well, the movie's not as good as the book. Is you got to take a four hundred page book yeah. and condense it into a two hour movie. Yeah. You got to take you know, what would be two or three movies and put it into and one. And put it into one script. So, and then a lot of times they'll add stuff in. Yeah, you know that wasn't in the book or that didn't really happen. Stuff yeah. like that because again, it's just a formula where it's like, well, it's just gonna entertain people or, or keep them too, engaged. Uh, you know? Something that'll entertain you for reading a book isn't necessarily going to translate to the screen. You have to yeah. do things in a different way. You have to maybe add scenes or extend scenes, change things, add things to make it more engaging when you're sitting there for two hours watching a movie rather than reading a book over, you know, a couple weeks. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the biggest ones that I, that I remember is... Um, uh, well, one of the biggest ones for me was um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie The King of Scotland, yeah, with um, Forrest. Uh, yeah, Forrest Whitaker. Forrest right? Whitaker. Yep. Yeah, there was uh, the entire movie is about the doctor that was helping, right? That was helping uh, his people, um, <laughs> and and then it shows like it's just like this arc of showing uh, this nice guy, uh, the, you know, the, the King of Scotland became how evil he was throughout the progression of the story. Well, I found out that doctor that was, that the movie was about, he, he didn't even exist. Yeah. Wow. It was not, he was that person. They just created that this character. Story to, it's still based on a true story, yeah. but they created because they needed that component to, to kind of 
like he represented everything that like if you would read a history book about this guy you know they needed something to drive like what's going to cause those conclusions of this guy why was he evil why did he do what he did and then how do you engage people so you do it in creating a character and then that character builds a, a relationship with them so it's it's i just find it fascinating and there's a ton of movies that are like that you can look them up oh, just yeah. look up their trivia and they're like this person didn't exist that's why you find those those disclaimers in movies it's like it's based on a true story but you know we some stuff had to be changed in order yeah, to make it's it it's the keyword based yeah, based exactly it's or, not or, a or inspired by a true story it's based on a real event and then it's just you know you just you have to sprinkle in some elements in order to make it to make your audience more engaged it's that person's take well, on it and also making it entertaining well it kind of yeah. goes it kind of goes back to like the book like like you said yeah. there's things in a book that you that that you read that you love that you're going to hate on a, on yeah. a big or, screen, or, or sometimes so there's like, no time. Like a yeah. lengthy, like 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 the like a lengthy dialogue in a book. You know, you read a page or two dialogue. It's no big deal. You put that up on the big screen. That's probably four or five minutes. Yeah, it could be of dialogue. A scene. You're not gonna watch big that. Yeah, you're could, not gonna yeah, watch it could be. two jabrones talking for four minutes. Yeah. You might. I mean, depends on it, the movie. It just, again, if it's it, up it, there it, and you it, paid for it, obviously you're gonna watch well, it. Well, some people walk out. It just depends on the movie. But are you gonna like that scene? Probably not. It, again, it's it's just it depends on people's taste. So you know, it, again, there's there's so many moving parts to 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 this stuff with movie making that you know, I mean, stuff changes all the time. I mean, stuff's gonna change in your screenplay while you're writing the screenplay. Stuff's gonna change when you go to shoot the thing. Your screenplay stuff's, might, gonna, change. stuff's gonna change. <laughs> so so what is a screenplay? You know, a screenplay? Yeah. What do you mean by that? It's the screenplay is is the actual script. That's just the, the name. Script. Of it. oh, okay. It's the yeah. writing Sorry, yeah. of the story. Yeah. Yeah. They call it a screenplay. Um, the script. Script. It's a script. Right. It's a fancy term for script. Like screenplay. Okay. It's the yeah. screenplay. Yeah. They'll ask like. That's more the official term. Yeah. Okay. Script yes. is more of the. The. Uh, Idiot. <laughs> the slang term for <laughs> screenplay. It's a script. I never knew that. Idiot. Idiot. <laughs> Um, so your script will, or your screenplay will change during production. There could be many factors. Well, you might be not able to accomplish a certain thing, or you might have to do it a certain way or portray it a certain way to achieve the, the outcome that you're looking for. Right. So, you know, you you write things how you can think of them, but you can't, you can't always, especially with indie movies, you can't always accomplish them. Like, you know, it's not, it's not the fucking Avengers where we can just green screen every aspect yeah, of it yeah. and build this whole 3D world. Well, we don't have $6 million to give to a graphics company to do that, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I, mean, I mean, if you ask actors, the, like when I hear actors on podcasts and things like that, you know, they always say, if you're not writing all over a script and trying to make changes to tweak it to yeah. where you would be able to de- deliver that role, yeah. you know, you're not doing yourself yeah. a service. Same thing with dialogue. So I like mean, you said, like yeah, this, the script is constantly going to change. Unless there's yeah. certain lines that have to be said. Yeah, of course. Or certain things have to be said a certain way. Other than that, like, fuck, a lot of the movies you watch, it's not what it started out as. Yeah, sometimes you know? actors will, will say something else and, and it, it works. works better. Or like me, for example, with with Cleveland, we had to change some stuff because it just some of the dialogue just wasn't working. Well, one of the most you know? classic ones, I think, is. Uh, Sorry, guys. Hold on. No, you're like good. This? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just better. bring that mic to yeah. you. Bring yeah, it right well, to that well, mouth. One of the most class. <laughs> one of the most classic ones was Steve Carell in a Forty Year Virgin when he screams Kelly Clarkson. How synonymous that was when you think of that. When you when someone screams Kelly Clarkson out in public, you know, oh, Forty Year Virgin. 
you know and i guarantee that was not written in the, in the script well there's a lot of stuff where people improvise um there's some movies that are yeah. almost 100 percent improvised just yeah. you get that more with a lot of comedies when you've got five six seven comedians yeah. all just uh gelling off of each other you know you tend to get these you know moments where it's like just do a scene and see what happens you and know it's amazing if you let people especially actors just kind of let them go i know when one of the the tactics i do is like i i don't yell cut right away i and a lot of the like some of the best stuff i've seen is after an actor finishes their line and they just sit there we get some really good reactions from get them. Get cool reactions. And they're they're trained to hear like cut and then they can okay now I can some of them stay in character, but you know, sometimes I can take you know? the break, you know. Yeah. Um but sometimes I'll let the camera roll. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes just let it for like go. sixty, See what 60 they do. seconds. And especially with Cleveland, like when we started, like let's just see what happened. Like yeah. let's just keep watching. And a lot of the better stuff that we saw when we were in, in post production yeah. for this thing was Holy shit! Let's just let's let 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 let's let this keep going a little Extend longer. Extend the shot a little more because her reactions are good, or, yeah. or his know, reactions were or really his good. Reactions, yeah, yeah. Well, it goes back to your the, you know credit to you for being oh like you said being open to allow them to you know have a little freedom or have a little of self creativity. Yeah, no, in, I, absolutely. In the way they think that the character should be portrayed. Yeah, I mean, again, it's just it's just another thing. I mean, I'll. I'll just like with directors and producers, everybody has a different process. I know actors have a different, different actors have different, they have a different process. Some, I mean, they just, if they don't hear cut and it's awkward, like they'll break character. Mm -hmm. Like, Hey, what's going on? Yeah. You know what I mean? Other but people just sit there and stay just in character sit there. You can for stay there minutes. forever. Let's just see how long they, they or you can be Daniel do. Day Lewis and walk around thinking you're a butcher for Jim four Terry. months. Daniel yeah, Day-Lewis. another one. Daniel Day-Lewis is a good example. Yeah, Daniel Day-Lewis is really good because he's a straight method actor, but I, I finally watched the the Jim and Andy documentary yeah, on that was Netflix way, that about was him overboard. doing Man on the Moon. <laughs> that shit was funny. Really? You should watch it. Yeah, it's funny. It's but he was yeah. he stayed he was in character. An, he was Andy Kaufman. He, he was Andy movie, Kaufman. Yeah. But, uh, he called his father dad. Like he, What's yeah. the fucking <laughs> guy? Um, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of actors that do the, it that the, way. The lead from The Walking Dead. He's Rick? a he, yeah, Rick. Rick's a stern method actor. Oh, is he? He won't even he he'll suppress his English accent like even wow. even Just off scene. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He only yeah. speaks in you know the, quote unquote um, American. The Daniel Day Lewis yeah. one, like you mentioned, is he's, interesting. He's I mean, one. one of the, I mean, it's 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 funny listening about it. Um, he when Spielberg did Lincoln, I mean, the guy was Lincoln. Yeah. Yeah, throughout the whole shoot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the guy went home, Lincoln, but it was went pretty. Fun. Was like Lincoln. the guy refused to like use technology. Yeah, um, like no cell phones were allowed to be around. Like he it's wanted crazy. to be right, but it was funny. I mean, he was made fun of because like to go to the hotel, he had a, yeah, he had a, he had to take a car. Yeah. Like, well, they have a car. Why don't you get on your horse <laughs> and go home? Lincoln. You know what I mean? I love when but, I hear interviews from actors that try to like get him to break character because yeah. I mean he he takes it in stride, but yeah. they go out of their way to try. He doesn't. Yeah, and a lot of times like you don't. You know, it could be good or bad. I mean, it could be a bad experience to some people. Um, but for me, at the end of the day, it's what what type of product you're going to come out mm -hmm. at the end. So if an actor needs to do that, then let them do it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, as long if as they're not hurting other people. I mean, there's yeah. some there's some ridiculous stories you hear. Like, on, like uh, uh, Jared Leto. 
on Suicide Squad. That's exactly what I was yeah. going to say. The he guy was sending, was sending random like shit to the other actors really? and stuff. Like he was being the Joker. Yeah, no being way. A douche. He was sending yeah. them packages Jesus. of Dude, like... Dude, he, he would send like dildos, dildos to people's trailers. Shit, yeah. Well, I mean, he, what was the... When he was uh, when he was Lennon, he gained all that weight. Same yeah. thing with Christian yeah, Bale. 27. Christian Bale and The yeah. Machinist. Yeah, that guy he was, was like skinny. 65. Yeah. He was eating one can of tuna and yep. water. That was his entire yeah. meal. Yeah. yeah. And then six months later is it was 265 yeah. Jack for Batman. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. 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 Um, what's his name? Uh, what was the guy uh, that we just saw the movie, uh, The Star is Born? Um, Bradley Cooper. Bradley, Bradley Cooper is another one. Like, when he did American Sniper, he gained a lot of weight for it. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I heard an interview with him on it. So he wanted to be he need, he authentic want, yeah. with. The, the real person. Yeah. Yeah. So he, 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 I heard him in an interview. It was interesting on the health wise behind it, how it could hurt your heart and yeah, stuff like yeah, that, gaining, losing the weight. Yeah. So yeah, some actors are just, you know, and, and me, like as a filmmaker, like I, I appreciate that. You know what I mean? I mean, there's, there might be some times where it's just like, all right, dude, sick enough already. You're yeah, not Lincoln. Chill, chill the fuck out. You're not Lincoln. Yeah. But you know what? At the end of the day, if it does. If that's what gives you the product, the yeah. outcome. I mean, you're talking about a Spielberg movie. Yeah. That the guy's going to be Lincoln. I'm like, okay, he's Lincoln. All right. You're, we're at well, lunch. We got Lincoln. We're at well, lunch. You know, well, he's Lincoln. So <laughs> Me, the lay person in movies, like when I see Bradley, when I hear Bradley Cooper, I always think the the, the hangover. hangover. And then you watch yeah. A Star is Born and you go, okay, this guy wrote it, directed it. You know, oh, and for that, I had heard of, he spent a bunch of time with uh, Eddie Vedder to for music, get yeah. that rock star type yeah. feel. It was um, it might, he might have spent time with Eddie Vedder, but um, Willie Nelson's son, uh, Lucas Nelson, wrote all wrote most of the songs. Mm-hmm. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's the cool. he Lady Gaga's even on his uh, his latest album. She oh, okay. she did some that's backup cool. vocals cool. for him. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. You know, to see somebody you know that if, three months ago. Bradley Cooper I immediately think of The Hangover. Now I see a, a from my opinion, a creative masterpiece, and you go, "Oh shit!" This yeah, guy's, it's, it's, this guy's it's, a lot bigger than just some yeah, jerk off think, on a comedian. And I uh, think that's, movie. that's a good conversation. Like, like I think what actors talk about or an acting school or whatever. I mean, I, I I've never done any of that, but you know, there's so many different tactics that that people could use. That if it helps you create a better product, then then you know, all, all, all power to it. Yeah, we'll start wrapping it up okay. here a little bit. Where so we're you want to you want to wrap? A over an you, hour. You're gonna edit this, right? Not like, much, but we'll cut out this stuff. I'm talking. Mm, okay, maybe not. Oh, maybe not. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're sloppy. <laughs> we, don't, we don't cut much out. We're down right. for we silly out. goose well, time. Well, I was gonna ask questions like, how do you want to wrap it up? Do you want to talk about the movie again? Or well, like, let's or let's do bring plugs or well for sure. Like yeah, that. let's so make sure the... we plug you. Let's make sure we we give the info for the premiere so anybody that's local might want to go. Um, unfortunately, I'll be out of town for it. But yeah, that um, sucks. so you get you know, the film festival coming up. Yep. Yeah, so the so Cleveland's having its world premiere uh, at the Tampa Bay Underground Film Festival on December eighth at six p.m. Yes. And that's in Britain Plaza in South Tampa. Uh, you can buy classic, tickets. You can buy tickets venue. at tbuff.org, um, and you can visit our production company, Studio House Pictures, at studiohousepictures.com. Uh, you can read synopsises on there. You can read, watch trailers, uh, watch some of the commercial work we've done. Hit up that Instagram. Yep, and Instagram. Studio We're House at, Pictures. At Studio House Pictures and Facebook. Is Everything at but House Twitch. Pictures. Everything but Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> now, you're you're obviously in the planning stages for the next one, I would assume. Yeah. The, the, There's the, already the, another script. The scripts. We have two scripts yeah. already. Um, the, the, main, the main hurdle is funding. So it's just, you know, this is a matter of like, do I want to dish out, you know, another credit card again and start? Do we want to find somebody yeah. to throw, throw some, 
some coin. That, that, that's an interesting question. Yeah, yeah. So, so what is you the, can't find somebody is, to give you money, but you got to convince yeah. them that it's worth giving you money. Yeah. How, how, I'm trying to figure out how to pose the question. Um, is the goal because this is a is the goal just to break even? I mean, I mean, breaking even would be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's, I mean, that, let's start there. Yes, that'd be good. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Because I, I, I always see like movies like they made eight hundred million, but it was a it was a box office disaster. Like that wasn't enough money. Yeah. So you know. I guess the goal would be just to break even, you know, yeah, with the distribution again, deal. I mean, or this could be a, another hour conversation. I mean, the 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 there's a business part of it, and then there's a creative part of it, right? So on the business part of it, just like like the majority of movies, even ones that quote unquote bombed, they made money. They still yeah. make money. Yeah, they still yeah. make. That's money. what I was they just having. Didn't yeah. do as good as they That's wanted what I was them having, to do in yeah, the box they're, office. They're making money. I That's mean, what they, I was they, having an issue posing the question because it is it is it's a personal venture for you. You know, this is a creative yeah, well, venture. Well, I mean, here's the deal. You know? Like, there is a business aspect for it. So yes, I mean, right now, like like I'll spend the money on making the movies, but the main objective is not like okay, well, let's make a profit off of yeah. it, right? Um, but you know, getting a distribution deal or even self distribution is a huge thing right now. Um, you just want to get your work out there yeah. to to get the potential of more opportunities, more opportunities. Maybe out there. maybe somebody sees this film and then says, hey, I'll give you funding for the rest of it. Yeah. Or, yeah. hey, I've got this project I need somebody for. You know, you never yeah. know, especially with indie film. I mean, I can tell you right now, people are not in indie film to make money. I mean, some it's are, I mean, there, there's some people that do Sharknado. make, NATO. they'll make movies like that, <laughs> yeah. you know, and yeah. it, they make money, you know what I mean? But the majority of it, the time is at a, at a, at an indie level. It's just, you just want to get creative and get it out there. Um, and trying to get as much people to watch it as possible. But, but to your credit, this is, this is, I don't think there's ever been a better time to create your own content or create content. Yeah, there's never been right. so, many avenues, so many avenues, you know, to put it out now. Yeah. You know, I, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, so right now we're contemplating on like what are we gonna do? It's like once this thing finishes, do we go with the distributor, which is a middleman, um, with the potential of them having more connections than what we can do at a self distribution level? I mean, because anybody can self distribute on Amazon as long as you ain't distributing porn you can put it or on stuff Amazon. that would get technically like uh, an X rating if something is uberly violent. Um, uh, you can put anything on Amazon and then get paid for it. I mean, the, the you you have to get a shitload of views yeah, to make money. Peanuts, but um, but you know, there's people out there that do a good job at self marketing. And you catch get, fire, you catch fire. There's that's it. you, you don't get a lot of clicks. You don't yeah. need a reason. No. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't it. need to know why. Yeah. I mean, when I saw her numbers like go up by five times, not once did I go, well, why the hell that happened. It just happened. It just happens. Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a no trend reason goes for it. On or yeah, I wouldn't yeah. listen to me, but I mean that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not push them all away. <laughs> but no, I I would love to talk further. I would love to have you back on. Uh, all right. Well, shall we wrap it? Yeah. All right, everybody, go to the T Buff Film Festival, September eighth, yeah. six p.m. Tbuff.org. It actually runs Thursday through Sunday. Next Thursday through Sunday, you can watch 235 movies. If you really want to. If you really want to. So. Did they hit awards? Yes. They got awards. Yeah, we got nominated yes. for best world premiere. Um, so we'll see. You know, I'm just happy that um, they're gonna be hosting it, and I think we have a good turnout. That's it. All right.
Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate Bye. it. Yeah, man, for sure. Anytime.